0: Good evening, friends, esteemed colleagues. Alfred, everybody's here. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm neither a friend nor an esteemed colleague. <laughs> so You fall into some bucket.
0: No. Um, thank you guys for joining us here tonight. Uh, this is a bit of a special episode of something here uh, from CampusToCanton.com. A um, little bit of an announcement, I guess. Uh, I'm going to kick this over to you here in a second, Alfred, since uh, you are our, uh, our, our captain of the official. Uh, but we're going to be launching a new portion of the website here at Campus to Canton. Um, a, a recruiting section um, with a eye toward DEVI, C2C, and CFF type leagues. Um, you know, Some of the rankings can really differ You know, as you really dive into some of these guys. We don't like a landing spot. This depth chart is looking thin, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we are going to be launching this portion of the site. Alfred, um, like I said, you're, you're the guy that drives the official here with, with Matt, with David, uh, every week. What, uh, what can people expect to find there both now when it's launching in the next couple of days and then maybe even down the road? Yeah,
1: this is really exciting. Something has been brewing. You know, we had the idea feels like almost a year ago. I mean, I know we initially started a lot of stuff about the 2022 class. Um, where, you know, kind of after we did the freshman guide, I know that Matt and David were interested in really diving into recruits. I was interested in, um, getting that out to the people. So we started the official and as that started really getting momentum and we were just, you know, Matt and David do 90% of the work and I'm just the mouthpiece and I put together a show sheet for the official, but they're doing some deep, deep stuff. And we're just like, we have got to put this on the site and you know what they're doing so much. This is not like a one article situation. This is a whole department. This is a section of the site we're gonna dedicate to. And so, yeah, we're gonna be launching that next week on Monday, uh, I believe. It's gonna be a totally new section of the website uh, for recruiting. Of course, we're gonna have articles but that's really not gonna be the main thing. It's going to be uh, rankings of these recruits for the upcoming freshman class that will be rankings of all four of us here. And Matt Bruning and, and also Colin, I think will have their own rate, rate rankings. And what we've done is we've created a template where we're grading these players on various, um, you know, uh, criteria and skill sets, and uh, putting those together for our final ranking, our average ranking amongst the six or seven of us. We're also gonna have a comp tool. So a tool that can say this upcoming freshman grades out, compares to DK Metcalf, for example, or something like that, just to give people an idea of what am I getting myself into when I'm looking at this freshman? Because you know we're doing a lot of that work for you, watching all the tape, finding those grainy huddle videos and all that. Um, and we're really excited. And then Matt and David, I'll let you chime in too. I know we've got kind of further things down the road. I think right away, it's gonna be uh, rankings and the tool and some articles.
2: Yeah, we hope to have more stuff along the lines of the, the actual data front, so actual more statistics, more than you would just find on, like, max preps or, you know, just seeing a random stat line on Twitter. We want to actually contextualize things and find out what really matters, and that's kind of been a long process so far, but we hope to have that out eventually as well.
3: Yeah, I think the advanced metrics is, like, the big project we really want to get out, and, you know, Matt's doing an insane amount. I'm focused on QB charting right now. So, you know, we don't know what we're going to learn from it, but we're definitely diving in and hopefully we we learn something pretty cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, in a, in a lot of ways we are are we've we've tended to model a little bit of what we want to do is kind of like as to much as we can be a PFF style database for high school. There is nothing like that. You know, like you said, we go off max preps, incomplete numbers there. Sometimes guys aren't even submitting stuff to max prep. So you'll just have zero stats altogether. And you have to like DM a coach to get some stats on a player. Um, and so, yeah, we're trying to actually get some of those advanced numbers. And sometimes all you have to, you just have to watch the games and say, you know, this many incomplete, this many turnover worthy plays, things of that nature. Um, and we're on the, just on the tip of that but we really want to get there. That's where we're trending. So you know, stick with us on the recruiting angle here at Campus to Canton because we're doing stuff that nobody else is doing. At
0: the end of the day, I think our goal is to not only give you our thoughts, so people obviously ask us all the time, you know, what do you think of, of X player, Y player? I'm sure you guys get DMs. Um, uh, we message each other all the time, what do you think of this guy? But also give you guys some of the tools to create your own rankings as well. So, I think, you know, if absolutely, we, if we can achieve both of those goals, then I think we'll be pretty happy. Uh, this is just the start of that. Um, and so, uh, tonight, to kick things off, um, we wanted to go through. Uh, our initial thoughts here on the upcoming freshman class, the 2023 freshman class. You, you probably are familiar with some of the names, the the Arch Mannings of the world, the Malachi Nelsons, the Zachariah Branches. Um, but we're going to go uh, surface level still, but a little bit deeper than that here. Um, just our initial kind of thoughts on all these guys and uh, you know, Matt, uh, David, Alfred, and then Matt Bruning here as well. Matt, we haven't heard from you here tonight. Um, yeah got all the graphics and producing everything you're on you're on sick child duty
4: i mean you're you're wearing a lot of hats here tonight man i am i'm just happy to be here just happy to be here learn from <laughs> from all you fine gentlemen um you know we'll have uh, some very interesting players to talk about i know some that uh i guarantee are not being talked about um in certain circles it's always fun for me to hear you know yourself alfred matt and david's guys that they're higher on that are not necessarily higher in the recruiting services. I feel like we nailed a lot of those guys in last year's class. So I'm really intrigued to see who those guys are this year that we possibly will be talking about during the college football season. Next year. like, man, remember when we had these guys ranked here and they were down in the twenties on the recruiting services. So that that's the part that gets me excited when we talk about these recruiting classes.
0: Yeah. So let's just uh, let's jump right in here, guys. And before we get into specific positions, I, I want to just kind of address you guys about this class as a whole. Uh, Matt, I think you've graded the most um, uh, out of all of us so far. You have 192, 193 players. Is that am I correct here? You didn't do so, one so since close in to the that. last five minutes since I asked.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I didn't quite, uh, sneak in any yet, but you know, I'm working on it
0: all right all right so i mean since, since you've watched so many of these guys just tell everybody a little bit what you think the strength of this class is overall after watching all these guys and um just what we can kind of expect to look at maybe in drafts next year as we start thinking about those already
2: yeah i think the wide receiver class is probably the best position in my opinion i think quarterback that's very top heavy with those three which we'll talk about later um and running back is just not especially compared to last year's class, we had these three or four really high-end talents. Uh, you know, we pretty much, in my opinion, there's just one real top guy there in Cedric Baxter, committed to Texas. Um, at wide receiver, you got amazing high-end talents. Uh, uh, Stop Baxter. Uh, Zachariah Branch. Uh, some people here like Noah Rogers. I don't. Uh, oh, sorry. Makai Lemon, uh, another great option. Jonte Cook. Going to Texas. Uh, And there's just a ton of depth there. I think we're going to continue to see that in the coming years as well. Uh, uh, And then yeah, running back, it's really the Baxter party. I think he's pretty much the consensus RB1 in the community. Uh, He's pretty set up there to be pretty good at Texas, you know, barring what Jaden Blue does to stop him. There has been rumors he could decommit though recently. So keep an eye out for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think I think we all probably are, are pretty much in step with that, David. I know initially we, we really, really liked this quarterback class, like like a lot of them. And then as we kind of dug in more and more, I think you were the first one of us. that was kind of like, I, I actually think like it's basically just a couple of guys. And then, you know, your general question marks at the position. Can you tell us a little more uh, about this quarterback class? And then we'll just segue right in there into uh, where we have some of these guys ranked right now.
3: I feel like that's how,
0: usually how it goes when you start to like dive into a class,
3: you get super excited and you're like, oh man, this, this class is absolutely stocked with talent. And then you start to like nitpick these guys to death and you're just like, I don't know. So like for me and kind of as a collection, like our raw grade on some of these quarterbacks, we feel, we definitely feel good about Arch Manning and Malachi Nelson as like tier one guys that have a, a pretty clear path. You, you feel like a pretty clear path to like a first potential first round pick in the NFL draft and like awesome college producers. And then you got like a, you got like six guys in tier two where it's like they have a good combination of talent and landing spot and you really feel good about their college production. And then like a tier, maybe in tier three, you got like a hodgepodge of like 20 guys where it's just like, you're not quite sure on the talent. You're not quite sure in the landing spot. Like it doesn't all really match up like you want it to. So, you know, that's how we're kind of viewing it at this point.
0: And we actually had the luxury as a group of seeing almost all these guys live at some point this year. Uh, we attended a lot of Elite 11s. I know, uh, Matt, were you the only one of the five of us that did not attend one of them this year? I believe so. I'll, I'll be dragging you somewhere next year, buddy. We don't, live, <laughs> we don't live that far away. I'll come pick you up. Um, well, we saw all these guys. And then, David, you went to the finals. So, like, you saw pretty much all of them in one place. So, I mean, I feel like if anyone's qualified here to talk about it, uh, what was that experience like just real quick? I know you, we, we've talked a little bit about it on some other shows here, but I mean, just seeing them in person so much more d- different than seeing them, you know, on, on grainy huddle footage or even, you know, some of the better stuff that we sometimes get. Yeah, it's, it's interesting experience. Like, I think it's useful to kind of get an up
3: close personal look at these guys and just kind of get the idea for their size and like the velocity on their passes and kind of their demeanor in general. But it can be a little bit tricky because you can fall in, you can kind of fall in love with guys that are just out there throwing against air. It's like, how much can you take away from it? I don't know. Like, we definitely would have to go back to the film at the end of the day. So, like, that's the important thing. Like, how do they actually play in games? But you, you can still pick on, on stuff and, and, you know, get a gauge for, for the talent overall.
0: All right, so let's dive into our top 10 quarterbacks here. And this is kind of what we're going to cover on this one, our top 10 at each position. Uh, Sorry, tight end. We do not have 10 tight ends yet. It's Deuce Robinson and everybody else. There you go. You're welcome. Um, So let's talk quarterbacks here, guys. So just real quick before we talk about this. So you'll see on the screen here right now, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, um, We have the 10 quarterbacks here. You can see, you know, school that they're currently committed to. That's not set in stone. You know, National Signing Day hasn't come here yet, so any of these guys could switch to a different spot. You've got their name, height, weight, all of those kind of measurables uh, to the best uh, that we have the ability to collect those right now. Then you're going to see that right column that says adjusted grade. So basically, without giving away exactly what we do, we have a template that everybody grades all of these each position has its own separate template that we grade all these guys on. We get a raw grade. You can see everybody's for transparency, transparency sake. You can see everybody's, uh, individual grade for all these guys broken out. If you want to, you can sort by you know different rankers on, on the site. Basically, then we pull an average together and then we weight it based on the importance of the position. So again, that's why we don't have 10 tight ends on here because tight ends kind of get nuked in this ranking. Um, quarterbacks obviously get bumped the most and then running back and wide receiver somewhere in the middle of those. So that adjusted grade there. It's out of, you know, technically the perfect prospect is a 1.000. Uh, I would imagine with our templates that we will never see that, but i don't don't want to say never to say never. Um, I, I highly doubt it. Um, so so let's hop in here. Those top 10 quarterbacks. And Matt, can you bring that up again just real quick? I'm sorry. And I'll just read them off real quick for everybody. So top 10 here. Oh, go ahead. What are we saying?
4: I was just going to make a correction. I messed up. Dante Moore is not going to Notre Dame, for those of you who look at it. He is going to Oregon. Yeah, don't Much to, to David's regret. it was, I I was. he flipped. Oh, was, no. I, you should have seen how excited David got in the background there really quick. Like, Wait, what does Matt know? I apologize.
0: That is on me. So here, here's our top 10 guys. And we'll talk a little more about them here in a second. But Malachi Nelson headed to USC there, Lincoln Riley, he's our number one, Arch Manning, uh, Texas number two there, Dante Moore, as Matt said, currently committed to Oregon number three. And then that's the cutoff. David was talking about after that. You can see those scores drop a little bit. You got Jackson Arnold elite 11 champ going to Oklahoma there at four. Kenny Minchie, who's going to lead my pit Panthers to a national championship sometime over the next couple of years at five, uh, Sam Levitt, Washington state there at six Avery Johnson, um uh, really athletic kid that alfred i know loves a lot kansas state uh there then chris parson currently committed to mississippi state at eight uh pierce clarkson headed to louisville at nine and lincoln Kineholes, and that is actually a name i don't know uh headed to washington
1: you don't know uh, the best player in idaho <laughs>
0: i thought i thought that tight end that's going to oregon was the best player in idaho no
1: uh, he might be too. I don't know. Is it kind of or, or Idaho? I may have it wrong. He's Montana, Idaho, one of those.
0: We th- I love that, we're, that we we can pull names out of the best. He's South, South Dakota, Dakota. yeah. Um, oh, okay, I knew it was one of those like Badlands areas. So let's I mean uh, let, let's talk about Sam Levitt first here as a guy that I think you know might be the first name that maybe people aren't uh, super familiar with. Um, Alfred, I, can I kick it over to you on this one? Or are you someone that, that's a big Levitt guy? I know a lot of the official clan are in on levitt right yeah
1: now. no I'll, I'll i'll mention it but definitely it's kind of david's guy to, to talk about a little oh bit. then david, david, david brought T. him up
0: sorry sorry sorry
3: yeah
1: go ahead, yeah david. I, yeah so sure I'm i'll talk him to all of our attention
3: yeah i mean his film his film stood out right away that's initially how i found him um he's like he's got good feet he's got a pretty good arm he, you know his talent level is good and he's not ranked very highly and I think he's maybe highest on on three. I think they have him as like QB twenty. What does it say? Twenty five there, and then yeah, you see two four seven has him at forty uh, eighth. I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday with Brandon Huffman. He's uh, he works for twenty four seven. He's um, you know the Northwest correspondent. Uh, you know he saw Levitt live, and he said for sure like it was him and Blair Angelou. I think it was that were on the podcast and they were discussing him and they're like he's he's absolutely underrated he's definitely going to get a rankings bump pretty soon. So from a talent perspective, I think he's solid, but a lot of the selling point on him is that, you know, it's the landing spot for sure. He's going to Washington state. The offensive coordinator there is Eric Morris. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's in the coaching tree of Mike Leach, you know, it's an air raid system. Like uh, I'm kind of viewing him as like a, a Will Rogers type, um, you know, for fantasy, that's good for us, but he's, you know, he's, He's that kind of talent, but he's more athletic and he's playing in an easier conference, you know, going to the Pac-12. Another guy I kind of thought about was a Cam Rising. So imagine Cam Rising in, you know, an air raid system that, you know, at least for me, that feels like it's pretty good
0: from a fantasy perspective. Matt Bruning, you like him as well, right? I think I've heard yeah. you talking about him a lot.
4: Yeah, 100% because of David. Da- David mentioned him in the recruiting channel. And so uh, a lot of us watch these games on-, on Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. And so I just happened to see Westland, which is where he plays now, um, on-, on NFHS. And it's like, well, I'll just watch a game. and And David mentions like his – Uh, Rushing ability, I think in that game, I got him in like a 60-yard, 70-yard run. Like He is really good uh, running the ball as well. I think he shows really good touch passing down the field. Um, And and one of the things I think in the reason he's underrated that David mentioned, actually, it may not have been that podcast he was listening to, but it was definitely those two he moved around a lot in his high school career because of COVID. His whole season got canceled COVID year, so he actually went to, a, I believe, a school in California to play but didn't necessarily get to start right away and then came back to Oregon to play at Westland. So he's had like a weird high school career because of COVID, and I think that's what's caused him to drop off the Raiders. At least that's what they talked about when they went out there and watched him play. But yeah, he's really good.
0: And that's kind of what you look for on some of these recruits that you're, you're looking at and you're saying like, why, why aren't they higher? Right. Like the kind of that reason for, you know, whether it be a, an injury early in their career, maybe they, they missed the camp cycle, uh, you know, sophomore junior year or, or they moved around or sorry, they're from a small town. I mean, those are the kind of things you look for when you're kind of determining if someone, you know, you're seeing something that, and, and it might actually be there. Is that, is that kind of what you do? Um, Matt uh, Powell uh, to Matt's here. Come on. Um. Yeah. I, it's kind of, you know, it's always tough figuring out every
2: player's exact background, the, tra- the trajectory that they took to get to where they are now. Uh, it always, you know, you just have to find what you can and kind of piece it together and make the best of the information you have really. So especially for, you know, a guy like uh, Levitt, I I'm really high on him as well. Uh, I don't think I'm the highest on him, but he's a top 10 quarterback for me and I think he's going to be at least a CFF stud for everybody.
1: I will chime in here. I just want to chime in and a little counterpoint to Levitt. I I agree. I like him a lot. I think we all fell in love with senior tape, the most recent out there, if I'm not mistaken. I went back the other day and was looking at his junior. Uh, Definitely less impressive. Uh, The motion's a little bit more kind of loopy and the the ball velocity doesn't look quite the same, but on his senior tape. So I think he's cleaned up some stuff. I don't know if he got some coaching or just got stronger on that senior tape. He's got that like Zach Wilson just bombs away mentality. And uh, I agree. He's very exciting. I'm a little, always a little bit, I try to judge most kids off junior tape and then senior tape is like, did they get a little bit better? If there's a huge change between the two, it makes me just a little bit more uh, you know, kind of nervous about what was happening just before senior year. Like Devin Brown's another one where you know he was kind of like nowhere and then went crazy senior year, and we all fell in love with him, put him as like quarterback three. So that's the only thing. But yeah, Levitt's more recent stuff is pretty fantastic. Yeah, he's he's really got those like deep bucket shots, you know, cross field 40 yards down, just dropping it to a to a streaking receiver. So He's got some big time throws on that tape, and that's really impressive. And he's athletic, like Edwin said.
4: Yeah, I mean, just to mention like his senior film, because I, I know I know David's watched a lot of his games live, so have I. Like the big thing with him and why I think at least I have ranked him. I just looked, Matt, you actually do have him graded higher, just slightly over me and David, if I'm looking at that right. So you, you do have him graded the highest. I think the reason I like it as much of him going to Washington State, like David mentioned, is I actually think you can almost talk about the way Cameron Ward makes plays and that he does the same thing. Now, granted, it's a high school level, so we need to see him do it on the college side, but he is a guy who will run around and find time to create a play. He doesn't always throw the ball down the field. There's uh, a couple plays. If you go back and watch the Friday Night Lights or search uh, tw- search my Twitter, like I've posted of him running around. It feels like he's running around for 50 yards behind the line of scrimmage before he just fires like a bomb for a touchdown. Like he's got that playmaking ability that I think will work really well in the PAC 12 and at Washington state.
0: And I think you'll note um, hearing everybody talk here that we do factor in, in these grades, there is an actual numerical value given to landing spot, both, you know, roster coaching staff's penchant for developing talent and perceived depth chart in front of them. I know those things can change with the portal, but we, we are factoring some of that in. So um, interesting notes there from all those guys. Um, one name that you didn't probably hear us mention at all would have been Austin Novisad here. Matt, I know you've been on yeah. Novisad like nonstop since you saw him in Elite 11. So you did what David said not to do and you fell in love with this kid. Um, yeah, and now, we, now we're trying to, you know, smack some sense into you. Uh, but you still believe in Novisad, even though, you know, maybe the yeah. collective is a little lower on him now.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's still he's actually one of I I have him on here as as my sleeper because he's not on here, as you can see on the screen. So David and uh, Matt Alfred, I believe, mentioned they've got this great athletic comp tool that's coming out with the recruiting side as well. So I tried to pull some of the most intriguing comps for these players and he got a Hendon hooker. Now it is only a 74 percent, which is not great. But I do think he's got all the tools, and he was actually in our top 10 until one of us adjusted their grade on him and gave him, like, a 50, which makes no sense to me. But that part is not what we're discussing tonight. But he's got all the, the talent in the world. Like, he's got a very strong arm. Like Like, I'll put it this way. When you post a clip online and even Felix agrees with me because he— Vietman does everything he can to disagree with me. Hence all the Quinn Ewer stuff that's happened over the past year. When I can post one clip of him throwing a ball and, and Felix can say that dude's got an arm, he's got, I think, one of the best arms in this class. We're still working through, or I shouldn't say we, I'm not. Matt and David are working through some QB, like, throwing stuff. And I know it's not perfected yet, but if you go in there and look at that, That bears out in their metrics there as well. I believe he had the second highest out of everybody they had in their graded. Like He has a very strong arm. I think he's got incredible mechanics as well. Now, I will say he has not looked great this year. Some of that I do think is the jump from 5A to 6A. Um, which they are playing much tougher competition. But he's still been passing for over 200 yards and multiple touchdowns every single game. The only game he looked bad in was against Westlake, which is like a nationally ranked team. They were, I think, number six or seven when they played him, And even then, he played well up until the end of the game when he literally, like, four or five consecutive drives through a couple interceptions and then had a fumble, which ended up costing Dripping Springs the game. But overall, I still think we're going to, or at least I will, I'm not going to move him too far down because I actually think the landing spot at Baylor is a great place for him as well with his arm and the wide receivers they have on the outside that can get deep. I think he's going to be really good for the college game.
0: Before we get, I think we have one more quarterback sleeper that that someone wants to talk about here. Um, I do just want to ask, we have this cutoff kind of here noticeably in our rankings between three and four, You know, Nelson, Manning, Moore, kind of in a tier of their own. Jackson Arnold, though, I mean, he, he is the Elite 11 champ. He's going to a big program with an offensive coordinator that has a uh, history of success there. Um, so, why aren't we higher on Jackson Arnold? Can can a Jackson Arnold hater please stand up and tell me? Uh, big wide. I, I know, Matt, you're not the guy to go to here because I think you have him the highest of all of us.
3: I
1: think uh, I
0: do. Yeah. D- David, I, Alfred, either of you guys might I'm try not me? a
1: hater. I'm trying to find my actual so number I mean, I, grades. Can, I can um, jump
4: in while while Alfred's yeah, looking sure. for his. Um, I don't think the arm strength is quite as there as I thought it was earlier this year. And and he's got some balls. It's like we I've talked about him on almost every Friday night lights. Texas, as as Matt and David can tell you, have like professional camera work at almost all of their high school games. So it's much easier to watch those streams and kind of see that. Um, and David, I know, has posted a ton, like he's almost always watching Denton Geyer games. You go at Solving Football and search Arnold, you'll find a ton of clips that he's posted. There's a lot of times that that ball is just kind of hung up in the air, and I don't think it's getting down the field the way we thought it was, the way it looked like at the Elite 11, some of the stuff that David posted. I love the rushing upside. He's got a ton of those highlights, but I don't know that the arm is necessarily where I thought it was going to be, which is kind of what had him up above some of the other guys. He actually dropped recently, um, which we're all fairly close on him. There's nobody that really stands out except, well, big wide receiver guy does have him a little bit higher, but all of us are pretty close. I just think that part is what dropped him for me a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I think I agree
4: there. with that. Yeah,
2: but in the in the ball speed test that Matt was talking about, he did score pretty low. I went on my way to find you know a lot of throws on him because it, it was alarmingly low. So maybe I am a little too high on him. Still, I do really love the rushing upside. Obviously, um, another thing I think he has had a few games this season where he really did struggle. I think he got shut down at least two or three games this year and that's definitely something to worry about as well, even though he is going against, you know, very high level Texas competition.
0: I know Matt and David and Alfred, I mean, you guys talk about this on the official at times, you guys factor in, you know, strength of of schedule. And I I felt like he, he might be a guy that would pop a little bit in that metric. Um, But David, I guess I'll come to you since you're the one who hasn't, hasn't talked on him yet. Is that the other stuff just, just weighs too heavily to, to, for that kind of, you know, outside type metric to bring him up. Um, I think
3: it's just like he's gonna he's gonna check all the mark uh, all the statistical thresholds you want to see. I think from an efficiency efficiency standpoint, and I'm just looking at his like strength of schedule right now. It's forty five point four, which is you know it's very good. Obviously, he's playing six a Texas football. Um, I think he's gonna come in pretty ready because of that.
0: I think we lost David Um, there. He He does have some. There he, is. Uh, he does have
3: some sneaky good wide receivers. Maybe that kind of is stat padding for him a little bit. But um, I think when you watch him, you just don't, at least for me, I don't see like a huge ceiling with him, like from an NFL standpoint, like maybe like a day two guy. But like he, for me, he kind of like trends to be like a potential like NFL backup. That's just kind of how I view him. And yeah, I, knew- I mean,
1: I think the arm strength is a bit of an issue. Um, he is very exciting and dynamic. He's very high for me. I mean, he, he is that tier four or tier two fourth QB for me as well. But I would concur with most of what everyone His placement's pretty good, though. I do think he kind of can get it in a nice spot for his receivers to make plays. Um, and so that is encouraging because sometimes guys do get away with a little less arm talent if their timing and uh, anticipation. And placement is really good, um, so he could surprise there a little bit. But yeah, he's he's not going to be, you know, multiple arm slots slinging it, you know, across hash to you know the perfect little dime spot on the other side or something like that, like a Mahomes or an Allen or a Herbert.
0: So Jackson Arnold is Joe Burrow confirmed. Um, I think <laughs> actually one...
1: it might not be a terrible high I, high end mobile, you know, comp mobile, there.
0: Yeah. One other note, real quick, Matt, and then I just want to come back to you on on this last sleeper that we have on here. I, I if you're tuned in at all to recruiting and you kind of know what the quarterback class looks like on some of the services, you'll notice that we have not mentioned the names Nico. I am. It's been a while. Yeah, since I am a, I'm a lava.
1: I am a lava. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nico is not on the slit It was not mentioned yet, and neither is Christopher Vizina. We have both those gra- guys graded. Um, fairly lowly in the class. They are at this point, the 64th overall players in the class and the 69th overall player in the class. So they are five stars that I think are riskier. Although I think with Nico, he at least goes to an elite offense with a depth chart. That's fairly bare um, and an opportunity to do some things fairly early in his career. So I think that could be a, uh, from a value perspective, maybe a saving grace for him that maybe Vizina does. I mean, we're, we're all out of Vizina, right? Like I, you couldn't convince me to touch Vizina in a draft next year to save my life. Um, yeah,
2: quite um, frankly. I I think we should know David and I are actually kind of David especially are kind of going up on Nico a little bit just because he's landing in such a great you know spot. And that starting job is, you know, they they should be handing it over to him just on that you know, he got eight million dollars. It's gonna be hard to not give him that job, I think.
4: Yeah, I, I raised him a little bit. No matter bit how bad he, he is just yeah. because of that too. Yeah, like he, he was, didn't was go, literally he didn't a pie, but he moved
3: up. Yeah. If he was literally going anywhere else, I would have him in tier three, but I I pushed him into tier two because of Tennessee. The landing spot's like literally perfect in my mind.
1: I think Nico is a really interesting case study, and we'll see how it plays out. You know, because what David was saying, seeing these guys in person, you're literally two feet away from them, you know, just walking around on the field at Elite 11. And you really get a sense for kind of – How are they interacting with other players? How are they competing, even if they're not like, oh, trying to win a game? But like you get a real sense for like just like vibes, you know, and a quarterback, I think, is one position where vibes matter. Like you've got to lead your team. You've got to get buy-in from all your players, you know, all these sorts of things that the best of the best, we can all agree, have. It's very hard to quantify, but the best guys have this leadership Nico doesn't have it uh, to me at all. Like he just, he does not have that. He can flash the greatest arm talent, you know, where it's just like a flick. And it is that exactly what I was talking about before. Whereas like, you know, cross the field to a pinpoint spot and a receiver going to the sideline, boom, right there. He can do that. He does not seem to have that fire that drive. And I'm, I'm, I'm only saying this because like I, I saw him up close and personal, and then there has been some other weird kind of like journalistic stories we've heard about him, so it'll be an interesting case study. that's one reason why I'm not bumping him up that much because like even if he's at Tennessee, can he honestly like I have some questions like, can he get on the field? Is he going to be like a Harrison Bailey where he just doesn't cut it, never gets? really that hold of the team of the offense and transfer somewhere else. And we just like wonder what the heck happened. I mean, that honestly wouldn't shock me. I think the talent is there, but with quarterback, especially, you've got to have more than just the arm talent. And so it'll be an interesting case study. Um, And I could be totally wrong. I mean, I hope I am. I, I I root. I mean, I want him to be great because I don't want to really root against anybody, but I'm just, that's my perception. (laughs)
0: I almost wonder if other players feel that way too, because he hasn't really been able to recruit anybody along with him to Tennessee. It's an interesting um, point. So just like arch the day he committed, you know, everybody. Yeah. Baxter, he got two or
1: three stud yeah. receivers. Same with USC. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, just, uh, and just, Malachi. Just a point there. You have to back that up. And then Matt, one last uh, sleeper here. I actually really like this kid as well.
4: Yeah, uh, before I get to him, I just want to mention, because you mentioned Vizina, I, a lot of that I think comes from, and I know David can talk about this because he's watched a couple of his games. He just plays really bad competition, and he has not been good at all. And I think going into Clemson, we know he's going to have to sit behind Cade for likely two years, I think is another reason why. At least I am kind of out on him. I still have him graded fairly well because I think the he is a good passer, and he doesn't have a ton of help around him, but they don't play great competition. He's looked horrible in every game that I've
1: played I mean, he got blanked by Mountain Brook High School, which I have friends that live in Mountain Brook in Birmingham, and it is not, you you can't get blanked by Mountain Brook.
3: Yeah, I've charted, I've charted um, 167 dropbacks for him so far this season. And like, I don't know, his charting does not look strong right now. Like he has more turnover replays and big time throws. Like, when he's he's only under pressure though like his offensive line is like doing a pretty good job like granted he does get rid of it relatively quick, but like he's only been pressured on twelve point six percent of his dropbacks, and like that's not gonna happen in college for sure i think I'm pretty sure like the average pressure rate in college is like closer to like thirty percent, and like he's just not on target at at all on on those on those throws, and then even when he has a clean pocket, he's not that good either so his his receivers are bad, I'm not gonna lie. Like his receivers do stink. So like that could be part of the reason why. And I know why these services like him. I mean, he's 6'4, 2'10, whatever. Like, he looks like the prototypical quarterback with a good arm. When he does have a clean pocket, it's 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 solid. Like he has a good throwing motion and stuff. Like you I understand why people like him. He looks really good in camps, but I don't know, like all the film I've watched, it's I just uncharted. I just don't. I'm just not seeing it right now. And and not to mention Clubmate, ne- like he's gonna have to wait two years for sure, right? Like when's he gonna see the field?
1: And I mean, then they've got a five star in 2024 that's hot. They're hot on DJ Lagway, so like they, he could get just totally usurped by a freshman if they get some five star stud. So I mean, it's it's questionable da- uh,
3: depth chart there too for sure.
0: Think think about the schools that have produced a lot of and coaches that have produced a lot of quarterback talent lately. Lincoln Riley a USC, no Vizina offer. Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, no Vizina offer. Mm. Uh, you know, Alabama, he's in their backyard, no Vizina offer. He did get that's, one from Ohio State and he got one from Clemson. But that's a big deal, though, actually. Those kinds backyard, of things are, are interesting. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Matt, coming back over to you, yep. last last guy here on the quarterback.
4: Uh, so Aiden Childs, uh, he is committed to Oregon State, three star, and if if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you can see. I mean, he actually, so he moved up. He was not seventeen or thirteen for twenty four seven or sports on three till recently, where he played uh, a very good game against Warren High School and Nico Uh actually, but it's really his legs, and I I love the landing spot here for him. If if you guys. Watch any Oregon State. You stay up late and watch Chance Nolan. He's got a little bit of uh, rushing upside as well. Aiden Childs, I think, blows that out of the water. He's extremely dynamic with his legs. Um, I do think he's a little quick to move out of the pocket at times, but when he does stay behind the line of scrimmage and decide not to run, um, he can make out-of-structure out off structure throws, um, can pass from multiple different arm, uh, arm angles. I actually think he's got pretty good touch on some of his deep passes as well. He's very improved as a passer, and he's actually had a really good completion percentage every single year in high school, which was kind of surprising to me. However, he is playing, I believe it is uh, – let me pull it up here. I just had his – um, his strength of schedule is sixteen point nine, which is technically eighty seventh in California. So it's not great. Um, some of the I mean, we got guys with playing. negative. Oh, I know. I That's know. not I've, that bad. I've got it. Yeah. I've got a lot of those on there, but I, I just think I mean over five hundred yards rushing so far this season, and he mm. still got games to go. Like his incredible with his legs, and I think there's a shot that he could start next year for oregon state because they don't have anybody there chance nolan not that good ben but gall branson not that good um well i think he could improve a little bit as a passer he's a guy i think like really nobody's talking about that kind of jumped up here recently in the services i think could be a more of a fantasy guy for us on the cff side than really an nfl guy moving forward
0: all right let's pivot to running backs here um i a couple of us have mentioned at this point you know it's cedric baxter and then everybody else um, and nobody else particularly close here. For those again, watch, uh, you know, watching on YouTube or, or listening, just our top ten real quick. Um, Cedric Baxter, top. He's he's committed to Texas right now, but as we've also alluded to a couple times here, there are rumors that maybe he's looking elsewhere. Uh, Justice Haynes, number two, headed to Bama. Uh, Ruben Owens, number three, headed to Louisville. Isaiah, Isaiah Augustave uh, or Augustave heading to Arkansas. He's number four for us. Cameron Selden, technically listed as an athlete. But it sounds like he might be a running back. He's our RB five, Roderick Robinson, recently flipped from Cal to Georgia. Here he's number six. Caden Fegan headed to Illinois, uh, big boy back there. That's how they like him. Uh, number seven, Richard Young. Number eight headed to Bama. Uh, Dontavius Braswell number nine headed to South Carolina, and Jeremiah Cobb uh, headed to Auburn. Um, so why is Baxter the you know obvious you know elite? only to top running back in this class uh, Matt i'll come over to you first since i think you were you kind of mentioned it earlier just what what about him uh puts him in that that you know range for you
2: yeah so the starting point for me there is obviously his uh size adjusted athleticism he is you know extremely fast we've timed him at over 21 miles per hour he's listed at like 215 I believe Oh, uh, it's right on the screen 215. Um, and not just it, not just that though. He is a very good runner in general. Uh, I think he has really good footwork around the line, good vision. Uh, he really maneuvers well going up to the second level. You know, getting around backers, making a few nice sharp cuts here and there, and he's very very physical in the open field. And once he you know gets through that second level, he's pretty much gone every time.
0: If you guys had to pick another back that was closest to him. I think we all differ on this a little bit. David, I'll come to you first. Who is the next guy for you? Uh,
3: my second guy currently is, is Ruben Owens. And, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about like the situation at like Louisville and, and how much they love to run the ball and stuff like that. But from a talent perspective, um, you know, he can catch passes. He's, you know, he, he's explosive. He's a really good athlete. That's definitely something I value in, in a running back and pretty good size as well. He kind of checks all the boxes um I know you kind of pointed out like he's not the greatest decelerator um and and I can see that too, so uh he's actually significantly lower than me for Baxter, so it's like I like him don't love him, but I also love the c f f um potential for him
0: Alfred, who's your second guy right now or your first guy if you are you are you the one who doesn't have Baxter first or
1: uh yeah. I'm. I need to adjust Baxter because, like, when I think about him, I do think about him as the as the running back one. Number one, going to Texas, that offense. Um, I, you know, and he's he's two hundred. I mean, the, the math is simple here. He's two hundred twenty pounds, I think, and he can hit what twenty two miles per hour. So, the, I my my knocks on him are a little change of directiony, a little side to side agility. I really value that. Do I value it too much? Maybe. Um, I don't see a lot of that in his game, but like he's big and he's really fast, and that's going to be really good at Texas. Um, my second guy, well, my first guy right now is Justice Haynes, uh, who Matt I know thinks is kind of met all around. I think he's like really good all around, but I agree there's no like wow, hang your hat on this criteria or this characteristic that you're like he's elite here, but he's just very good going to Alabama. I think he's better than Richard Young, more all-rounded than Richard Young. And then I've got a Marion Peterson as my number two right now, which I need to get on his senior tape because he was a junior. His junior tape to me is phenomenal. Receiver, he's electric, he's fast, straight line. He's got juke, make you miss ability as well. And he's lined up as a receiver multiple times. Um but he's listed I think we 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 had him at like 185-190 as a junior and now he's listed as like 210 or even 220 on on 3 and so they're usually the most accurate and then what I was told by my colleagues here is that his senior tape doesn't look quite as explosive so he may have added Ooh, 10 to 15 Edmunds. pounds
0: Mauro Edmonds all over again. No. Yeah.
1: So maybe he added all this weight and I'm thinking his junior tape plus 20 pounds is like elite, but if he's looking sluggish, that could be a problem. So I need to go kind of reevaluate that, but from his junior tape, you know, I thought he was roughly two, two Oh five, two oh five potential. And I thought he was very, very good. Very dynamic, versatile uh, athlete there and going to an elite offense as well. So that all made that very appealing to me.
0: Mr. Bruni, who's your number two right now? Are you a Haynes guy as well?
4: I do have Haynes up there. I, I like him. I don't disagree with with some of the things that have been said about him. Like, he doesn't have that. I get, I, hate, I don't, I try not to use the word elite anymore after you and Felix just like beat me up about it. But I, I don't think he's got like this massive standout trait like uh, Cedric Baxter does. But I do think he's just good all around. I think going to Alabama matters a little bit too. Now I know that means he may not see the field year one, maybe not even that much year two, but he's a good receiver. I do think he's really good behind the line of scrimmage. As well. I just think he's a very good overall rusher. And if we're looking at this, from and I know we try to mostly look at this from like a CFF and then who's going to give you fantasy points, but going to Alabama and being good at everything likely gets you NFL drafted as well, and that's kind of where I view Haynes. And I just think he's been very he's been very good for Buford. I've watched a lot of his games; they've had some of them nationally televised. So he is a guy that I still really like. He's my only other running back in tier one. He's still a couple points away from from Baxter, and he may drop a little bit after some of the senior stuff I've watched, but I, I, he'll probably stay in tier one for me
1: i'll also piggyback on that going to buford this year a major like like state championship caliber like perennial state championship caliber program in georgia um from a private school where he had like 2500 total yards last year going to buford now upping in class and now he's just like averaging over 10 yards a carry like he's smoking it at the best You know, uh, probably against some of the best competition in a a very uh, good state for football, uh, Georgia, especially when you're talking about like on the lines and stuff like that. Like Georgia just has elite defensive linemen and things like that just are all across the state. So, you know, he's doing pretty impressive stuff against some really good competition, I would say, outside the state of Texas, Florida or Georgia might have some of the best talent in the country.
0: I know we've talked a lot about this class not having a lot of backs that are, you know, 200 plus pounds already, which is kind of what we like to see. We just, you know, eliminate some of the the guesswork around weight. Um, but we do have a couple names here. And Roderick uh, Robinson is one I want to talk about. Um, he, like I said, recently flipped. He was committed to UCLA. We loved that. Uh, has switched since switched to Georgia. Uh, you can see the athletic comp there is Arian Foster. That's actually interesting. It's not what I would have uh, Thought of when I watched him, but that I mean, he, he's listed at 230 pounds. I don't know that he's actually that heavy. Um, and, and he might, you know, probably doesn't want to gain any more than what he's at now. But David, I want to come to you on this one because you were the one that, that talked a lot about him. He was catching passes at Elite 11, so he's not just like this, you know, this, you know, me, me thump up middle, you know, kind of guy like he, he can do a little bit of everything. Like, what, what realistically can we expect from Robinson? Albeit, you know, maybe waiting a year or two at Georgia, yeah, he really grew
3: on me. Um, You know, like you said, there's not a whole lot of big running backs in this class, and he definitely – I mean, just seeing him in person, this guy is extremely thick and powerful. But he is agile, and he does have soft hands. Like, he can catch the – I don't know how much, you know, they'll ask him to do. You never really know. And Georgia is an interesting – we kind of wanted him to go to UCLA. Honestly, we did. And he's going to Georgia with, you know, a a stocked running back room where it seems like, you know – they're trying to get every running back like seven or eight carries every game, which is, is, is frustrating. But I think like he'll develop there. And, you know, I think he will be, I think he's like a a player that I can see maybe kind of disappointing on the college side as a producer, but, you know, could still get like a day two draft capital type player. Cause he, you know, he's whether, you know, he's big, he's agile, and he still hits 20.5 miles per hour, which for a guy that's like 230 plus, I mean, that's impressive.
4: Yeah, I mean I, I know we all wanted him to go to UCLA just because of how Chip Kelly uses that, but I, I don't Georgia, I think you could argue is RBU, which is why it hasn't really affected my ranking of him. And I wonder if maybe he ends up being a Nick Chubb or Sony Michelle type at at Georgia and the fact that they no, I'm not making the comp of like the running style. I'm talking about the fact that Georgia still use both those guys a ton. And we haven't quite seen that since then. They've kind of pivoted to like three, four-man backfields. I wonder once Robinson gets the chance to actually tote the ball, if they just use him more than everybody else. I don't know that he ends up being a Kendall Milton who's getting like 35% 35% of the carries and they put Dejon Edwards in there and, and mix in multiple other backs, Kenny McIntosh. Like I wonder if once Robinson gets the, the hold of that backfield because of his side, because of his speed, because of his hands, that he is a almost in like a 50 50 split with somebody else.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean uh, my philosophy is that running back by committee is more of a result for your personnel than a philosophy um that you hold to like if you have a guy who can do it all every single down I think that coaches like that because you know you won't want to run a guy into the ground but then you can't tell what you're doing any given play If, if one guy can do everything um so maybe the guys in Georgia backfield right now just aren't as good as we thought they were you know like Milton has not become who he was could have been and these other guys were always ancillary parts you know Dejan Edwards and and uh mcintosh so maybe they just don't have that guy and that's why they're doing this horrible split i mean i was looking at the game going into this weekend i'm like they have the best like yards per carry in the country and they have nobody more than 350 yards like it's just a gross i mean for any kind of production metric it's gross sorry matt you, you go ahead with me your counterpoint yeah well i mean uh,
2: just the nick chubb example alone yeah. Uh, you know, unless you're Nick Chubb or Todd Grill, you're not starting freshman year or getting any touches at Georgia freshman year. Uh, well, not any, but you know, what I mean, obviously, Branson's getting some touches, but it, you have Branson, you have Andrew Paul, you have you know, Ma- McIntosh could be back, who knows? I, I just the room is too crowded, and we keep saying, Oh, he might have to wait a year or two. How many people have to wait a year or two? Like, these year or twos are piling up. Like, is Andrew Paul going to ride the bench and Roderick's just going to jump over him? Uh, like, it's, it's just too much projection for me. I'm not going to wait around a year or two for a guy that I think probably is going to end up day three. I don't think he's a day two kind of talent personally. Uh, I was mostly on um, for the CFF upside. That's pretty much dead for me now. Uh, he's never going to be, you know, this thousand yard lead back there. I just don't see it happening.
0: Wow. That really kind of killed the room here, Matt. Uh, Well, okay. Okay. I had to do my Austin impression
2: and kill (laughs) kill the stocks on him. Touche. I will Uh, say he's
1: having an obscene senior season right now, Robinson, averaging 13 yards per carry, which is like, that's a lot. I mean, and when you're talking about you think he's a bruiser because he's 235 pounds, that's pretty insane. I mean, yards per carry we we know that is a junk stat for most of the time but for some of these guys you know you definitely don't want to go low like you don't want a guy who's averaging six yards per carry in high school because that's but like thirteen's insane actually so he's having quite a senior season
4: yeah and i don't think that he'll get on the field as a freshman i wasn't trying to make that like comparison with the nick chubb thing i just think I could see him in year two, Branson's final year, being the guy. I, I liked Andrew Paul. I was definitely not as high on him as, as a lot of the other people were here. I would not be surprised if Paul's not long for Georgia. I, I think the injury there, and I think with Robinson coming in and possibly having a chance to jump him, especially if he early enrolls, like I wouldn't be surprised if Paul's on his way out. Like. I, that's just my but, opinion. Uh, uh, but
2: everything, everything we heard before the season started, Paul was the guy over Branson. That's so, yeah. That's I think true.
4: Injury, injuries but, make it really hard to stick, though. I- injuries and and again, you just mentioned it's a loaded room. Like there may just come a point where he's not. I mean, Kendall Milton was that guy too. His freshman season, he was got. I mean, I that's loved. not. Trust me, I'm not drafting any three of them. Yeah, like is, it's so, it's just one of those things you where you don't have to convince me where I think him going there is I just, I personally won't knock him too much for that. Like I, I can't, if you do like, there's nothing wrong with that. I can't say you're that's, that's bad process. Whatever. I get it. Like I do get knocking him. Like I so said, we all wanted him to go to UCLA. Cause I think we all thought he could probably start year one. Like as soon as he gets in there, starter for UCLA, tearing it up for you on the CFF side. But well, well, I about, personally don't think George is that bad.
0: How about this then? You guys don't like my, the back I tossed out. Okay. we got another back. That's got nice size here. He's a good athlete. Cameron Selden. He's going to Tennessee. We're, again, we're making an assumption that he's going to play running back based on what we're hearing, based on, you know, just what he does in high school at this point. He, he could be a receiver. He could be a running back, probably a running back. Matt, this guy, I mean, athletic comp, Herschel Walker's there. Um, that's that's not really ever a bad thing. Um, and look at him in those nice, <laughs> well, those nice Tennessee but... uniforms. Look at that. Wow. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. I live in Georgia, so sometimes that's a bad thing.
0: We're athletically comping him. Okay. Nothing else yeah. here, folks. Nothing else. Stay on target. I stay on chat here. Matt, take it away. You like him. You like Selden a lot, right? I mean,
2: he's uh, yeah, I like him a good bit. I mean, his his uh, assessment is really just a total projection on what he can be. We haven't seen much of what he is currently, other than you know a dozen or so plays of him just breaking free and running past everybody else. But you know, he's six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds clocked over 22 miles per hour several times. He claims to run a 4-2. Uh, we're talking you know, super, super rare high-end athlete. And I think going to an offense like Tennessee, where they're going to find a way to use him. No matter how raw he is, I think he's. they have to get him on his field his freshman year. And if they doesn't, you know, he could still end up being a productive player his sophomore year if he gets more refined. I doubt he's year 1-0 if he ends up a wide receiver just because they're going
0: to be able to scheme him ways to get the ball. Is he? Is there some Rocket Sanders to this situation? Athlete, wide receiver slash running back, going to a room, maybe a little bit crowded, but but maybe ends up as running back and kind of the rest is history. I mean, is that is that a a uh, a foreseeable kind of development path for him here? That's a
2: pretty good parallel that I didn't really think of, but yeah, I mean they're both pretty close to the same size, both freak athletes. I mean, Seldon's obviously you know a bit higher level of a freak there, not that anything wrong with Raheem, he's very athletic himself uh yeah i mean i think and just watching his film you can just see you know, his best spot is that running back he's a little long but you know he's just such a powerful runner and that size you know it's, it just suits him better to, to play running back
0: david you're the lowest what, what, why, yeah, are wait, we really? why are we hating yeah you're everyone is still very high on it so-
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I think my scores in general on the whole are kind of low. So I don't know. I have him as running back eight. I don't know if that's much different than you guys, but I just want to see more. I haven't had a chance to see a lot of his film, Um, especially if I think he's going to be a running back. I just haven't seen enough running back film. And it's like, does it even matter? This guy's an absolute freak. Like I put him in tier two on athleticism alone. And if I get some good film and, and I feel a little more confident about him, I mean, he could, he can move up to freaking running back too, I guess. I mean, cause I'm not like, it's not like I'm super high on Ruben Owen. So like I have a big drop off after Baxter. So like he, you know, we'll see if, if he comes out with some more tape. Never- yeah. His burst,
1: his burst is immediately noticeable. And then you think about how he's 220 pounds and it's like, wow. I mean, he is absolute. like, you know, give me three to one odds and, and say that I, he will be the best running back in this entire class and I'd probably take a three to one. Like, suffice to say, it wouldn't shock me. You know, I think it'd be worth, you know, betting on if you got a little bit of juiced odds that, you know, he because he's got those tools and if it clicks, he could be just absolutely incredible.
0: One final back here that I don't quite—it doesn't quite have that size yet, but he's he's at least 190 here. And and Arkansas has really recruited these intriguing athletes over the past couple of years. We've seen, you know, the Raheem Sanders, Traylon Burks, um, even some guys that maybe necessarily haven't uh, worked out there. You know, a, um, what was it a AJ drawn, Green? Or, yeah, AJ Green. Like they, they've had some interesting guys there. But uh, Isaiah August—is it August Dave? Is that how you say his last name? I think it's August of Okay. Okay. Um, we'll have to have him on a show sometime so he can, he can teach me. Um, we like him a lot compared to, you know, where he is uh, generally in this class. You can look and see on the, uh, the graphic here uh, from Florida. Um, you know, we have him uh, fourth back in the class overall 24 uh, seven has him pretty high, but then on three ESPN, they, they're a little bit lower on him. Athletic comp Jade on blue. That's, that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, we—he's—he's he's a fun player going to Arkansas. I mean, I don't know that we need to know this. how how much deeper do we need to dive on him than that. Um, Alfred, do you have strong thoughts on him or Matt or David? Any of you guys?
2: I I'll just reflect what you say. He's just such a fun player. He's you know, he's got that pretty unique build. Currently, it's kind of hard for the comp machine to find one for him at six one one ninety, and he looks every bit of it. Super long, kind of high waisted guy. But he's he's just such a blazing fast accelerator, very physical, kind of an upright runner at the moment, which is something I'd like to, you know, see him improve a bit on. But outside of that, you'd like to see him add a little weight and get a more uh, better receiving track record on him. But uh, he's an upside bet, and I, I think he's a my RB five right now. So I'm I'm pretty much all in on him at the moment.
0: Yeah, really, really, really good player there. Um... Let's pivot to some wide receivers because we, we talked, you know, you guys said this is the, the best part of this class, so let, let's put our money where our mouth is here, talk a little bit about uh, some of these guys. So um, our top 10 uh, here for the class, um, looking at, at, at these guys here, you're going to notice a lot of guys going to the same school, um, which is pretty much how it is every year. Uh, Zachariah Branch right now is our, is our number one. He's headed to USC, uh, a Tyreek Hill-esque kind of player. Number two is Jontae Cook. He's currently committed to Texas. Uh, number three, Makai Lemon uh, committed to USC, and he plays with Malachi Nelson right now. So you've got, you know, the, sh- the shower narrative already going on with those guys. Julian uh, Dickey, number four, headed to Oregon. Uh, Jaden Greathouse uh, out of Texas there. He's headed to Notre Dame as of now. Brandon Innes uh, going to Ohio State. Noah Rogers going to Ohio State. Keon Brown, there's a name that's a little deeper that maybe you aren't familiar with. Uh, currently committed to Oklahoma, Malik Benson, actually a Juco kid, but we thought that he should go in uh, with his crop since he'll be in, you know, uh, supplemental drafts this year. He's headed to Alabama and then last but not least, DeAndre Moore Jr. Uh, currently headed to Louisville. Uh, Matt, since you are the Zachariah branch, number one fan, I'm pretty sure you have the the URL for his, his, his web his is a uh, fan club webpage. You've got t-shirts, um, all sorts of good stuff. So what's what makes him number one um, in, in this class for you?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you turn on the tape, you immediately see you're dealing with such an explosive athlete. Uh, you know, obviously very small. Well, not very, 5'10", 172. I think his official measurement is actually 5'9", currently. But I, I'm not overly concerned about it. He's going to be majority slot guy, you know, next level in, in the NFL when he finally gets there. Um, and he's he's really a very refined receiver too. On top of it, he has great hands. He's you know pulled off several contested catches, one-handed catches. Uh, you know he wins all levels of the field. There's not really you know there's not really a lot of concerns with his game. You kind of you know what he's going to do. I think he's just going to go line up in the slot from Lincoln Riley and put up thousand yard seasons. So
0: we're all very high on him and just on average grade he is the highest player. again, like we said earlier, he we weighted them a little bit so quarterbacks obviously worth a little bit more that bumped at least one name above him I believe in in the uh, adjusted grade overall maybe two. Um, but just on you know raw grade alone he is our number one. so all of us really really like him. Alfred, you actually haven't graded the highest. And you might yeah. have the highest grade on that like anybody has on an individual player. On any player
1: in to, the last yeah. two years, maybe. I was just pulling it up here. And, um, you know, we grade most of our categories out of five. And I am i don't give five. I mean, you know, we try to be pretty um, conservative. And we're not just trying to say everyone's awesome. I have one, two, three, four, five fives. Like, that. that's a lot of fives. Um, and, I mean, most guys, if they have one five in any category, that's, like, pretty good. He's just – I mean, I've got flexibility, footwork, first step, burst, acceleration, body control, returnability. Like, Matt, when he first brought him up to me, you know, he dropped in the chat, like, you know, this guy's basically Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle. And, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll see. And he just did. I mean, he's got that acceleration, deceleration body control that's just you know, it's like they're operating at such a high level, but they can like make adjustments so quickly. And that's the thing with Tyree Kill, you can tell the NFL, Jalen Waddle, like they're in perfect control of their movements, even though they're operating at like the fastest guy on the field. But they're never like they're always one step away from like altering direction or something. It's just It's remarkable. He's got it. He's got that twitch, and um, I agree with Matt in terms of your projection. Like pretty quickly, you know, he's going to take over at
0: at USC. So we should expect him to play for the Dolphins at some point, is what you're saying?
1: I
2: think so. I think so. Well, Well, there he he really is in that mold of like the you know the kind of receiver the NFL is starting to go more towards. He can just get open on you know any route,
1: pretty much, any
2: against any corner. So.
1: And I, I, would I say really that, like, think
2: that waddle comp is pretty much the thing
1: on. with the thing with Branch is that like it's not even, you know, some guys were like, hey, if you dream on this and he hits his 99th percentile outcome, he could be this guy. Like we do that all the time. Right. With Branch, it's like I see it now. I mean, I think he could play in the NFL next week. I, I think he could get open in the NFL next week. Like he's just he has it. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty remarkable.
4: And he's one not- thing that uh, neither one of those guys mentioned, he's an incredible special teams player as well. Like, the amount of punts and kickoffs he's taken back. I think one of the first uh, highlights David posted of him actually on Twitter was him taking, like, a punt back. You go, look, he's an extremely good special teams player.
1: Which will immediately – I mean, he'll, he'll play, like, day one, at least on punt returns or something.
0: Yeah, they don't really have an- – to, to my knowledge, a guy like that there. So, yeah, I could see him doing that. Um, Lemon, Makai Lemon, heading there with him as well. And, again, he's another guy that's listed as an athlete. He's going to play wide receiver there for them. Uh, he's currently catching passes from Malachi Nelson, so th- they'll be best buddies there. Athletic comp Jordan Addison, which is really intriguing because that's kind of the guy that he'll be replacing here uh, once Addison moves on to the NFL. David, I actually want to come to you first on Lemon because you are like by the, the lowest on him by a decent amount. I know we just said, you know, maybe your grades on average are a little bit lower. Um, I mean, I he's my number, wide, number one wide receiver in the class. So what um, what what are you, what, uh, what's giving you some pause here? Uh, on yeah, Wednesday?
3: some pause, not a lot of pause. Like I have him at wide receiver six and mostly it's just like a versatility thing. Like. I don't know, fast forward to the NFL. Like when I watch him, I, I just I don't know if he has that like the combination of size and speed to necessarily win on the outside consistently. And that's like the it's a small knock. Like I definitely like him. I just kind of worry about his upside. Like he seems like a safe high floor player and you know, like a, a maybe a day two. Maybe he'll be higher. Maybe I maybe I'm underrating him. I'm I'm kind of viewing him as like a day two guy. Because like I think he's like you know, he's like 5'11", 180, kind of a shortish wingspan, like doesn't have, like he has good speed, you know, he has good speed, but like for guys like that size, I'd prefer him to be faster. But like with a Jordan Addison comp, I mean, if that's his comp, like that's, you know, I, that definitely seems promising because it's it sounds like, you know, Addison's probably going to go in the first round at this point. So I think it's just like uh, not completely sold in a ceiling type thing, but I, I I still like him quite a bit.
0: I mean I I like I said, I'm the highest on him. Um, I really like him. I think the, or the connection that already exists with Malachi Nelson matters. I don't know if that I've actually like, physically factored into my grade, but in the back of my mind, I definitely am thinking about that um, a lot. Because I think like he he throws to him all the time this year. Like their, his stats are pretty pretty um, impressive this year for a receiver. So I, I does anybody else factor that in at all when they're thinking about him or not not particularly.
4: I mean, I did a little bit. I think he's a a really good route runner to begin with, and one of the one things I, I talk a lot about with Lincoln Riley, it's all what I talk about with him and Ryan Day. To be honest, is those guys are so good at scheming these wide receivers open to begin with, and then you add a guy like Makai Lemon, who I think is already a good route runner, can create separation. Then you get Lincoln Riley scheming plays for him to get open. He already has that connection with uh with Nelson, like you said. Like I think that just means like. And then you add in the Jordan Addison comp there, too. Like, I just think the production they're going to have on the field at USC and he already has that connection, like you mentioned, with Nelson, Riley, like all that put together, I think unless he just goes out there and gets injured, I think you could realistically say he's like a day two guy easily going to the NFL because I think he's got all the tools and then you have Lincoln Riley there helping him out like it's just it it, to me it's a smash situation if he had gone somewhere else maybe he drops into my tier two but I still have like he's right on the cusp of my tier one I think I've got him like just graded above that he is in my tier one but I I don't he's good I I think overall like I I think he does have a very I think David said he has a safe floor I, I do agree with that like I don't think there's a massive ceiling but I do think he's a very safe floor
0: Talk about a guy with maybe a higher ceiling, but we're you know, and, and he we have him in that range. Jonte Cook, who's headed to Texas, um, he reminded me a lot of Xavier Worthy on first watch. Which you know he's going to the school that Xavier Worthy's at, which I think is uh, interesting for him. Um, he has some pretty impressive athletic comps here uh, for us. Uh, Cook does. Let me pull him up here real quick. Um, oh, who is Ronnie Jenkins? What? <laughs> that's the name. Oh, well, is Cameron like I, Cook. You know, that's it's Cameron Cook. Oh, uh, it's Cameron. Yeah, Cook. that's Cameron My Cook. Bet. I didn't. I didn't I mean, do one for. I didn't for, do one for Johnson. I was like, I one for... No,
4: Cameron Cook was the sleeper running back I wanted to talk about oh, earlier. No, I did not no. do one for John T. Cook, but he's very good. I can pull up his athletic no, conference. Really that's cool. fine.
0: That's fine. Uh, what about Noah Rogers then? A guy that um, we're a little split on. Um, I don't know who's the hater on Noah Rogers and who's the
4: uh, the Noah Rogers stan well him. matt uh, is definitely the hater uh i know yeah, that i, I don't know who has rogers the highest I it might. Would Roger, be david, alfred. David uh I no alfred. is it, oh is that it alfred it's, now so alfred and david both have him graded at a 78 um then both austin and matt have him at about 72 and i'm in the middle of you guys i have him at 74 all right. Well, let's hear Matt and David. That's let's, let's,
0: let's, a little fight here. Joker throws the snaps, the pull cue throws it in there. Let's uh, let's do this one out a little bit, Matt, you start first that you're the high guy and then David tell him why he's wrong or well, no, I'm sorry. David, way, you around. start, you're the high guy and then Matt, you tell him why he's wrong. So.
3: Well, first of all, his junior tape. I mean, that's more, my initial grade on him was off of his junior highlight reel. And I was just, honestly, on that highlight reel, I was blown away with what he was doing. Like his, you know, he, had, he has a good size, but he has like suddenness and he has, I thought he had good burst, good long speed, pretty good, like relatively good router. Like his hands might be the best in the class or probably second to like Jacoby lane, but his hands are incredible. Uh, body, body control is incredible. Um, he is doing, he had some amazing punt returns too. So like he has that special teams ability that we always look towards as well um but then like you fast forward to this year and like they replaced the school he's at at Roseville in North Carolina they replaced their quarterback um the quarterback his quarterback his junior year actually went to South Florida I think it was um Byron Brown or something like that he was a three-star quarterback so you know that's part of the reason he put up these crazy numbers and his production is like, I'll give you this, like his production has dropped off, but he's still making an insane amount of plays. Like he's averaging nearly 30 yards per reception. Like about half his catches have gone for touchdowns. Like he still has his big play ability. And, you know, I think Madsen probably talk about his, his, like, he's limited as a route runner. I, I, I think he's limited as a route runner, but I think he had, like, I think like he has the, like the flexibility and like the move, like, I think he's a fluid player. I think he's he's going to Brian Hartline at Ohio state. They're one of the best programs to develop these types of guys. So I think when you kind of combine all that together, I just can see him. I can see, see him developing and have a a super high ceiling.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I agree with a lot of what David said, his junior highlights are fantastic. Um, Unfortunately the highlights aren't representing what he is like on a down to down basis. Uh, I've talked about some, Bob, lot about him already i feel like a lot of the viewers probably heard this at this point um but i i don't think he's that good of an athlete that we should be uh propelling him up this high for how unrefined he is i think he's relatively one-dimensional player mostly just a downfield guy and he's especially proven that this year which i mean, David, this sound like you get his stats up is he, is he over 20 catches yet this season
3: is he just over? I don't it? have updated ones, but yeah. It's, uh, it, it wasn't looking good. It's not. I mean, it was
2: down significantly on catches this year.
3: 14 like year. for. His quarterback is
2: terrible. Let me say that. Yeah. But yeah, 14 catches through the season so far. And 30 yards per catch, half of them are touchdowns because, yeah, they're just throwing up, you know, 40 yard goes to him. And only 14 on the year. Anyway. Uh, And when you look at the guys Ohio State has brought in over the past three or four years that have been successful, uh, Jackson, a a refined player coming in, Gary Wilson, refined player coming in, Chris Olave, refined player coming in, Marvin Harrison, refined player coming in, Julian Fleming, not a refined player, and a freak athlete, which Noah Rogers is not. So I just don't know what we're going to be doing here with him. He's not the type of player Ohio State typically goes after. And he's already got these two much more refined players, more highly touted players in the same class as him. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all my thoughts.
0: I, I think that pretty much covers the, gam- the gamut there. I don't know if anyone else has anything different to add. Um,
1: I mean, you... I, I graded based on his highlights like David. Um, since my grade, I've learned this from Big Wide Receiver Guy, and and I – you know, he does seem like – he potentially – there is that caveat of, like, is he a highlight player? And, you know, the down-to-down the the down is, is more concerning. I mean, uh, Matt Powell's – Oh, and something Michael I didn't here. bring up. He,
2: he's playing bad competition in North Carolina. But you know, they're good you've watched the state, game. But, yeah.
1: You've watched the whole game. I mean, you've told us, like, some body language. He's not, you know, really intense on every single play that's concerning to me. I mean, I think that does translate. I think when you get to the next level, you really have to be intense on every play, um, both for your teammates and your coaches to want to reward you and things like that. But anyway, at this moment, yeah, I'm a little more on David's side, but I, I definitely value Matt's opinion. I think it's could be, we could be getting trapped by a highlight guy. But then I also, I I also like, well, I'm going to, Air on the side of Brian Hartline and trust Brian Hartline, although they've had some busts like Julian Fleming, potentially.
0: All right, what about Malik Benson? Juco kid, said in Alabama, he's really highlighting this receiver class for them. They don't have, at least at the moment, a, a ton of other top guys that they're in on. They're Bama. They'll, they'll still get theirs. Um, Bama really, really hurting for wide receivers here. Uh, he is the top Juco wide receiver in the country, and, and, and he's been very, very good. Uh, there at hutchinson community college um i mean i i actually like i've seen a couple highlights of him but i haven't sat down and like watched watch malik benson so i feel like i'm i'm not uh qualified to talk too much about him here um what what are your guys thoughts on him that you have a, a juco kid you know rated in the top you know seven eight nine ten players of this class
1: yeah well, i'll just speak to like our decision in general and i'll throw it to them for a film discussion but We said, hey, you know, this is weird to have a Juco guy, like you said, kind of included in the freshman. Usually the kind of afterthoughts, the roster fillers, things like that. Mike Benson is potentially like real special. And David, I think it was David, did like a deep dive or Moxley maybe did a deep dive article on like why he went to Juco. It It was Moxley. Okay, Moxley. If you read that article, you can go find it on our website he has a very unique story that you can kind of understand like why he went to Juco. It's not your traditional grades thing. I don't think it wasn't a traditional, like late bloomer. It was offense and some other stuff uh, I think related to his pathway, but um, he's, he's potentially very special, like Jameson Williams type special for that Bama offense.
3: But what do you guys see specifically, David and Matt? Matt, you cut up his film recently, so maybe you want to talk about how, how he looks this year?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, he pretty much looks the same as he did last year. He, he's, you know, he's semi a one-dimensional guy as well, as I was just saying with Noah Rogers. But he does this one thing extremely good, which is being an insane, insane fast player. He's a certified track athlete. I think he uh, was a 10-4, 10-3, 100 meter, something very fast, which is you know what you want to see. And he's just, you know, he's lighting it up and playing at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. Uh, these guys just don't have a chance. He's not, you know, is he a high the, is he the guy fastest there.
0: human being to ever walk through Hutchinson, Kansas, do we think? Is that do we feel good <laughs> yeah. putting money on that?
2: I, I don't know. I, I'm sure some of the Catholics passed through there, but, yeah. He, he's up there for sure. Um, and, and he's not even that small of a guy. I think he's listed at 5'11", like 180, 190-ish. Um, and he's just kind of that guy that I think Bannon envisions probably can be, you know, the Jameis Williams just because of how explosive and dynamic he is. Um, you know, will he be? That remains to be seen. He could be the next Tyler Harrell. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting at the least.
0: All right. I need you guys to help me out with this next one because I literally wrote on the show sheet, I have no idea who the heck this guy <laughs> is, but you guys have highlighted him, a couple of you guys, as a a definite sleeper in this class uh, on three has him at like wide receiver 35. I think 24-7 is, is just as low. And this is Bandravius um, uh, Jacobs, I believe is how you say his name here. Six-foot, 170. is committed to Florida State. Florida State's got some some fun athletic guys coming in this year. Hakeem Williams, another one. Uh, athletic comp there, Devonta Smith very favorably. Um, so that's, that's really, really interesting. And yeah, if, you, you, if
2: can... you watch the tape, you can actually kind of see that comp. It, that's one that uh, David put out there. I actually didn't know that was his athletic comp. So that's actually lining up pretty well. He uh, He's currently leading Florida in touchdowns or receiving touchdowns. I think he has 16, the next best like 10 or 12. He was leading in yards, but now he's only down by like 100 or so. But he's playing, uh, you know, I don't think it's a, bad, a relatively average side school, at, uh, Vero Beach in Florida. And he's kind of that long, thin outside receiver. Uh, he's very explosive. He can go up and get the ball. You know, well, well-rounded skill set. He's good after the catch, too. So uh, there's just a lot of really interesting traits there. And I think um, I think I really like his upside going to Florida State, you know, especially considering how raw Hakeem is. I think uh, Ventrevious is the guy that
3: can kind of come in and produce right away for Florida State.
0: you feel the same way, David? you think he can play there pretty early?
3: yeah I think so I mean pretty good pretty good route runner at this stage he has a really he has a really good release too like he just flies off the line and he's a glider I just love gliders in general like you know Devonta um surprisingly strong after the catch you know for a guy that's six foot 170 he he definitely appears skinny and but he doesn't play that way at all like he's he's out there breaking tackles he's he's killing angles like guys just can't get to this guy it's it's pretty cool to see he's just very slick and i did some investigate i'm always investigating like size and, and and looking at photos and stuff like that he he looks like he has enormous hands it's just really weird it does not match like his body um which is you know i've i've read some stuff like it translates to to catching he does pluck the ball too so i guess my point is he's got really good hands and really good you know catching ability in general so yeah, I could definitely see him coming in and and out producing Hakeem. I wonder if it could be like a
1: Tylan Shetron Stefan Johnson situation, where the freak is ranked higher, but not as refined, and, and the refined receiver is going to come in and be productive immediately, like we've seen at Oklahoma State this year.
0: Well, I think you guys have ruined campus to Canton leagues because this guy would have been free three years ago. Um, and now he's not going to be. So thank you for that. Um, speaking of guys that would have been free three years ago, and now they're not. Uh, some sleepers that we have at the wide receiver position. We talked about, you know, again, this is this is a really deep class. Um, I, I, who do we like that, that's ranked a little bit deeper here, even if we don't necessarily have anything prepped for them? And there, there's definitely a couple names that we have higher. I mean, Keon Brown being one of them, uh, headed to Oklahoma there, like big athletic you know, just, you know, open depth chart. Like there, there's a lot of things I like there about him. We, I think we're all pretty much on the same page with Keon Brown at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, I know a guy, Austin, you and I like, who's pretty low uh, low on their services, Caden Lee. You just got him in the program. Um, very, very sudden athlete. He can run a lot of routes and a lot of like, you know, kind of double moves and get behind the defense. Um, I think... Currently, is it Mississippi State? I think I, I can't wow. remember where he's like lean. Ole Miss, Ole Miss, he's leaning. Okay, so that's very interesting too. I mean, decent offense there, Lane Kiffin. So, um, yeah, kind of that smaller guy who's just a blazer, uh, but very sharp, quick cuts. I think he's pretty promising, and he's buried under the twenty four seven.
0: Any other names that we like that are deep? I, mean, I know I have I have Lions on here. Yeah, that I'll say, talk what about, about here what about
4: your guy Lions?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can see here, um, lions headed to, Well, we don't really know where he's headed yet. Tayshawn lions. Uh, it it sounds like it's Notre Dame slash Washington seem to be like the, the two landing spots that are talked about most with him. The athletic comp's really interesting. Cornelius Johnson. Uh, he hasn't ended up being a great football player, but really athletic guy coming out of high school is at Michigan right now. Um, and I've kind of think I feel like him, how you guys were just kind of talking about, um, Jacobs, like. Tall, lankier guy, quick off the line, pretty good release, wins pretty easily, uh, glider. Um, get you can know, get himself open pretty easily. I think he'd be really interesting at Washington, especially if Adunze or McMillan leave there, because they don't have a lot of st- stuff behind him. Like I think he could legitimately step in there, day one, and be you know the third guy, and maybe work his way up to to something better than that by the end of the year. So Lyons is a guy that I I really really like jaron hamilton another one i mean there, there's definitely some names in this class that are that are deep but they're really good players
2: yeah I, I love lines too i actually have him and jacobs right next to each other lines one spot ahead just because uh we actually time uh, lines of very very fast miles per hour time above 22 miles per hour so Whew. that's
3: pretty that's crazy patiently waiting well. to see where he goes Sorry. Like with, he just, with, uh, no, with no I, I, skin in the game yeah, right david he, the notre I, well, dame like, man. He's i don't want him. one way though <laughs> i don't want him to come to notre dame honestly like well it's just not a good landing spot at this point and and he just got an offer from texas a&m i don't want him to go Texas. Oh, i don't God. want him to go there and now miami is like all over this guy i think he just visited or he's going to and so that's another rough landing spot we really washington. need washington to happen washington. that's just- we just need Washington, and then if he doesn't go there, then I'm. I just feel like I have to like. We'll see where he goes, but I might have to move him down slightly.
0: And is he from Pacific Northwest?
3: He's from California, so okay. I think North, yeah, Northern California.
0: Because I feel like he he plays a little bit like Troy Franklin too. Like I almost feel like he'd be a natural yeah. replacement for Franklin at Oregon, yeah. uh, who seems to all of a sudden be a past happy, fun place to be again. So. Um, Yeah, anywhere, but basically any of the places you guys just mentioned would be really, really cool. Uh, Please not Miami. Please, dear God, not Texas A&M. Although I guess the coach will let you do whatever you want in the visiting locker room before games there. So that is probably, um, you know, a factor uh, for going there. we like I said, we didn't do tight ends. Go watch Deuce Robinson. Have fun, kid's really good. Doesn't know where he's going to go yet. I thought he was for sure going to USC, but now it sounds like he's shopping around. So, I, I, do I, you guys have any sense of that he was at Texas recently? I don't have a sense for where he's going to land, but he's he's the name to watch here.
2: Yeah, I think he visited Georgia too. I I'm really well, so Georgia needs at another
0: this point. stop. Yeah. Georgia stop. They've already got um,
1: it. I'll throw a name out there for tight ends, and I'm probably going to regret this because you guys all play with me in the program. There's a guy named Andrew Rappelier, R A P P L E Y E A, that I just recently was looking up. I did not make that name up. It's his real name. He is a uh, really complete tight end. Uh, not the freak six foot six lanky, you know, like guy you can dream on, Kyle Pitts, but he's a little bit more of like, maybe like Trey McBride, Michael Mayer, although he, also, he may have more burst than Mayer. He's lined up in the slot. He's lined up outside. He's also in line blocking on some of his highlights. so Like he can be a complete tight end. He's going to what, I don't know about tight end you, but he's going to Penn state, which is a great place for tight ends. Uh, they're going to, they're going to, you know, work on him athletically. He's going to test well because everyone comes out of Penn state tests Well, um, I'm pretty like he like I haven't done extensive tight end research, but like he's easily like right up there after Deuce for me. So that's a name for you, super deep. Don't don't chase him in the program. He's mine. I just found him. Yeah, Dave and I
2: actually do have some tight end grades, and he's our consensus tight end three. So yeah, go. he's he's a pretty good pretty good player.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, real quick, guys, we're we're gonna bring it home here. I just want to ask all of you one player that you seem to differ on the consensus here Uh, the most honor, you know, one of them, one that sticks out in your mind and just um, tell us a little bit about him and why, why we're going to regret the day that we, uh, we uh, ranked him differently than you, Matt, you want to start first since you're uh, right at the top here?
2: I'll go with, uh Caden Feegan just because all of you have refused to grade him up to this point. I put some respect on this man's name. I didn't get
0: there he's, yet. He's,
2: this guy is going to be a super producer in college. He has very high NFL upside just because of his size and athletic ability at this point. Um, I think it's you know I think he should be consensus top ten RB for everybody.
3: David, let I'm gonna. How how high do we have Hakeem as a? as a collection here uh good
0: question he dropped a little bit for me and it's, it's not because up, he up, said he up. wasn't going to pit he's my wide receiver 12 now i believe he's
4: so. wide receiver 44 overall for us holy 44 you're right Are sure that's not total. Uh, uh, no, i'm sorry yeah sorry he's he's player 44 in the in the class i'm sorry yeah uh, okay
3: because i thought he, he was pretty close to t- anyways i have him as my uh wide receiver 22 right now and i'm that's basically just on his like side of athletic profile. Like he's 6'3, 215. He hits 22 miles per hour. I get it. He's like a, he's an absolute freak show, but I just question, like, I don't love his tape and he's, he's just, he's old for it. So weird. That's like already a red flag in itself. Like he's old for the class, mostly for receivers. I think maybe that's the only position at this point that we know that. And he's just still very raw. So I'm just kind of holding out a little bit. I want to see his senior tape, which I haven't really seen anything. He doesn't really post on huddle too often. And I haven't really seen, I've seen some stats on him and they look really, really bad, almost so bad that I can't really believe it. So I just, I want to make sure I can kind of cross verify that with a different website, maybe 24 We'll post it at some point, or I can, or I can dig around on Twitter to see, you know, if he's posting better numbers, but he's a guy that I'm just, not sure. I'm not, I'm not sold out of him yet. Albert? This is a guy
1: a good or bad that will regret Yeah, either way. So ranking? Um I think that I'm just gonna go Nico. Like I think I already explained it. I just think he could be like a like a no but like just not make it in college. Like I just like evaporates and it's like what the hell happened to him so i wouldn't draft i mean he's pretty much undraftable for me my grade reflects that but like i would not really feel comfortable rostering him
0: you don't the, the landing spot isn't uh attractive enough for you no That's, because it it's, it's
1: like my take my take is that i'm not sure he will like make it like the rigors of big p5 college football and you know i just i i'm not sure like he might. He might not start for Tennessee. I. I don't know.
3: Do you think the NIL thing is real? Like the eight million dollars? You think oh, that's
1: real? But like, if he's so he'll play. Yeah, I guess that's true. He will play. He will get a chance to get on the field. I don't think it's. It's going to be. But even Harrison Bailey did, and you know, not they're not the same guy. But I mean, like highly rated, who just like dissolves into nothing, and we don't even know what happened.
4: Matt, Brun um can i can i claim alfred's guy Avery johnson since i'm right tire on him than everybody else i think he's gonna be no i like this no go for it no no, i won't i'm gonna say change your grade on austin nova said you coward (laughs) no uh um i don't really have anybody i don't feel like i'm too far off I'm, i'm apparently the nicest grader out of all of us so i don't i don't know like Cole Cabana I guess is one like I'm the only one who has him with a, a better grade than a 70 like I don't think he's that small I think he's been a really good running back this year I like what I've seen from him on some of the um the games that I've had a chance to watch of him this year I think actually going to Michigan is going to be a good thing for him uh, I think he has some of the best bursts in this class he's got really good patience good hands really good special teams like I think he's actually gonna be really good at Michigan and not that everybody's super low on him compared to me, but nobody has him in their tier two, and I think he deserves to be up there. So I
1: was pleasantly surprised with Cabana. I can I can see that. He's right just below a point seven, a seventy for me. But he, he's an interesting guy.
0: So I'll toss out mine here real quick. I uh I'm not like that much lower on him, but I don't get the recent rise on Eugene Wilson, the third, and I'm sorry, Alfred. I know. I feel like every player I pick is one of the, is a guy that's going to your Gators. You
1: just hate Napier. You don't just just hate
0: Billy or Napier. Correct. Um, I, I, he's a smaller wide receiver. I don't see like elite athletic ability. And I don't see like anything that is special. He does on the field. Like, I don't know that his, his yak ability will necessarily translate to college. Um, I think that he's lacking some flexibility for his size, which I think kind of limits his separation at times. Um, he wins like, you know, like crossers and stuff like that's basically, they just get him open on it and just let him run. Like he's not really getting open any other way. I think there's a lot of work to be done there. And I mean, I guess, I think I gave low marks. Do You trust that coaching staff to develop him at that, at this stage. I'm not sure that I do. So Eugene Wilson is a guy that I probably won't be drafting any of uh, this upcoming year. I think I ha- everyone here has him as like a tier two guy. I think I have him the tier below that. So
1: I will. I will say uh, as a Florida fan though, I've I'm I'm skittish on drafting Mizell and Wilson because I want us to be awesome and explosive and unique and and very you know varied with the way we use our guys. And I'm I don't know. It's an unknown, and I'm a little scared that, like, it won't be very dynamic of an offense, even with these guys coming
0: in. So. Who's playing quarterback for them, too? I mean, Richardson, we think he probably goes back. The guy that you guys have that's the lead 11th guy that ever has been awful. He's year. so
1: – and I don't like talking that badly about kids. Like, his numbers are objectively horrific. Like he's got more, He I think up until last week, he had more inter- interceptions than touchdowns, which is in common with our current starter, Anthony Richardson. So maybe that's just like Napier's thing.
0: He has a tight, yeah. All right, so guys, I know we said at the beginning of this episode that this was going to release Monday. It's actually going to release on Friday here. So, you know, today you're probably Ooh. watching this. Uh, it is live on the website. Go check it out. As we said, there will be, uh, you know, rankings, athletic comp tool, we'll be adding to it over the next couple of weeks here, especially as we work toward finishing Uh, the freshman and supplemental guide which will be available again this year um and we'll all be contributing to that matt david alfred other matt thank you guys for hopping on here with us tonight Talk some recruiting um love having you guys here to really drive all of this kind of content for us best in the business so thank you guys um for for hopping on here tonight and for everything you guys do here and um looking forward to a lot of really long calls talking about all these guys over the next few months as we start to uh to hammer out this this good old guide. All right.